Hi, my name is Al, and the current demon I'm battling with is a dog that won't be quiet. <laughs> Hi, I'm Maddie, and the current demon I'm battling with is this leaf blower outside my window that won't shut up. And behold, manga. <laughs> since we recorded <laughs> it's been a, <laughs> a really, really long time since we recorded we took an unexpected three or four month hiatus but we're back now welcome welcome so we're back talking about demon slayer by koyoharu gochuoke i listened to so many youtube videos of people pronouncing his name and i'm just so english i'm yeah anyway um, this series was published in weekly Shonen Jump 2016 to 2020. Our Shonen Jump, we're like racking up Shonen Jump titles. We this are. is, I think, our fourth one, third one. It's just yeah, fourth. Because we love just, a Shonen Jump here. Shonen Jump is just so accessible. Like the libraries <laughs> love it, and they have their own app, which is like uh-huh. relatively affordable. We are not sponsored by them, just so <laughs> you're aware. One ninety nine a month. Uh, <laughs> use our coupon code in the description. Anyway, uh, go to go toge, go toge, has like a little persona that's an alligator guy at the beginning and end mm-hmm. of every volume, and I love him and. his little things at the beginning are unhinged it's like i was walking to the store and i saw puke on the sidewalk that's cool i'm glad you told me about it i love i love him so lovely to share that with your millions of readers (laughs) i love it so good anyway yeah so this is just basically your shonen jump title they got in and got out which i appreciate didn't drag it out but it's so popular it's like super duper popular i was traveling Mm-hmm. last week i was on vacation and we went to a lot of like weeaboo stores as you do and it was all demon slayer blind boxes and figurines and yeah. stickers and all that and i didn't buy any of it but i looked at it and i said i know who these characters are which was a great <laughs> experience for me the kids love it it's very high demand in the library. the kids love demon slayer it's what the oh really? <laughs> You weren't yeah. just talking about, like, the kids, like, an old person. You were actually talking. The kids love it. That's great. I love that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, Demon Slayer runs for 23 volumes, which is actually pretty decent for a Shonen Jump title. Mm-hmm. Get in, get out. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's got a whole bunch of spinoffs. I mean, there's a coloring book. There's fan there's books. I don't know. coloring book? I'm, I'm, sh- I'm actually not sure if there is a coloring book, but I feel like there is a coloring book at there some point. should be a coloring book. I feel like book. every time Miss has, like, a license announcement, Demon Slayer is involved in some way or form. So really? at some point, like, if there isn't a coloring book, I feel like there will be in the future. If there's no coloring book, Al will personally make one and mail it to your house. <laughs> because I mean, if you think promised. about it, you could just use the manga as a coloring book. For oh my here. god, every manga is a coloring book. <laughs> I never thought of that. It's genius. Oh, gosh. Okay. All right. No, we're um, not talking for as long as we did in Fruits Basket. Okay. Content and content trigger warnings. warnings. Um, death, violence, gore, blood, body horror. Um, there's familiar abu- fam- familial familial abuse. Familial abuse. And um, as in, I think, literally everything we've read, they always mention suicide. There's always suicide mentions. Yeah. Got anything else? Harm to animals. Harm to everyone. Harm to everyone. There is, like, a scene that, like, if you're really hurt by it, harm to cats specifically. So we were going to do their usual summary that's spoiler-free and then a spoiler summary, but instead I decided to torture Al eternally. (laughs) And the way we're laying out this episode is doing arc by arc, going Mm -hmm. through the storyline, because that's kind of the best way to talk about it, I think. And so I'm going to make Al explain at the beginning of every arc, do a quick, maybe, what do you think, 15, 20 second summary of all of them? Yeah. Um, let's go 20. 20 seconds. Okay. Okay. But first we'll talk about, what's your background with this? I saw two episodes of the anime while you were visiting my house, and that's all <laughs> of my background before I read it for this. I watched season one and season two two which is i basically seen the anime first from the first episode to the train arc that's a movie in like 
It is a movie, but then they made it into the episodes, and I've seen the episode version oh. of the movie. So I've seen that, and then I've been wanting to read the manga, but like I've never have, partially because I was saving it for the podcast. I was hoping and it would come up. And here we are. Yeah. yeah. We're going to talk about how we feel about that. I'm very curious what our impressions are going to be. All right. I want you to give us a summary of the... So I kind of read this a while ago. So there's like the beginning part and then there's an arc where they're on a mountain and there's a spider lady. But just talk yeah. about the beginning. Don't talk about the spider lady arc yet. Okay. And I'll give so you 20 seconds. Ready? Okay. <laughs> Three, two, one, go. So the beginning begins with our main character. Tanjiro who finds out his family is basically murdered by demons his sisters have been turned into a demon he becomes a demon slayer he has um mysteries kind of that he solves where he finds demons he meets a demon lady who is a good (laughs) no (laughs) you were doing so good at the beginning you were just like going and going and then you were like uh mysteries I was like, mysteries, cases, what do you call that? No, he did. you did really good. You can keep going if you want. Uh, he meets a demon lady who's good, whose name is Tamoyo, who joins him in the, uh, she becomes like the assistant aide to help okay. him find a way to turn his demon sister back into human. Yeah. He also has a teacher who has a funny mask. Oh, yeah, and there's then, a whole bunch of, like, training arcs of how he becomes like a demon teacher. slayer. I kind of really summarized the demon slayer bit. Yeah. Anyway. What um, are your, like, first impressions? Like, the first chapter bit, kind of. What are your first impressions on, like, the story and the characters? I really liked it and where it was going. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it was really impactful, a lot of the stuff that happened. Like, the part where he slashes the rock in half and stuff. I was like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> The sibling relationship is set up in a way that I thought had a lot of potential for growth, and I'm not sure if it, in the end, got there. Yeah. Um, It's interesting, because they're siblings, but they don't act like a modern sibling pair might, where they're fighting and making fun of each other and stuff. They're just very, very Mm. loving in all of the flashbacks and everything, which is really sweet, because Nezuko's a demon, but she won't eat her brother and stuff. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I feel like the setup there very much gives to, like, who Tanjiro is as a character because he's somebody who cares a lot about his family and, mm-hmm. in general, just really empathizes with people and demons as well. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. when you meet him, it's kind of like you can tell he's had, like, he's been surrounded by people who love him. Yeah, he's really really a good nice kid he kind of reminds me of um main character guy from um letter b yeah less whiny and cryy like not as much of a crybaby but like like i feel like they would be really good friends if they met you know he reminds me of gentle parenting tiktokers is what he reminds me of (laughs) yeah just every time he's really good at talking to people comforting people is this the arc where there's a part where when you first meet my son, Inosuke, they're in a house and there's these two siblings that oh, get separated and it's so just good. him and the yeah. little girl and he's just kind of distracting the little girl like, oh, what's your name? And she says her name and she's like, oh, that's a really nice name. Don't worry. We're going to find your brother. And just like so kind. He is. I like him. He's a good kid. He's a um. good boy. <laughs> I really like the beginning bits. I also liked like the mini episodes where they would have like the cases like um mm-hmm. I think his first case after he becomes a demon slayer is where he goes to a town where girls are disappearing at night. Mm-hmm. And like that is such an emotional episode. That one I think my favorite within the beginning arcs would probably be the house demon one. That yeah. Where but, you like, meet Inosuke, such... the best character. <laughs> Can we talk about Inosuke? Yeah, we can talk a bit about Inosuke. He's just crazy. He's just the the wildest, wildest boy. He wears a boar's head on his head all the time, and <laughs> he just does whatever. <laughs> he was raised in the woods, and I love him. That's all I have to say about him. And then the other, they're kind of a trio. Um, yeah. Tanjiro, Inosuke, and Zenitsu. And a lot of people hate Zenitsu. Yeah. In, in fandom. 
which I get, but also I went into this knowing that everybody hated him and I couldn't find it in my heart to hate him as much as people <laughs> seem to. I, I don't fully hate him. I kind of find him annoying, but it's more like an aspect of his character that I find annoying rather than him like in general. I mean, Does I see sense? myself in him. Oh, yeah, I think like it's realistic part. to have a child who's really, really afraid of fighting demons. The only part of him that I find but annoying is um, the, the whole woman thing. The misogyny. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. bad. It is. Uh, it's in every show. It's not the worst, but... No, it's... Okay, well... It's just... It's a very tired trope. Let's put it yeah. that way. I'm tired of... Stella, I was Our on a good talk. has joined us. She was, she's so mad about the misogyny. We <laughs> spent, like, the last week just listening to Labor by Paris Paloma. Have you heard that song? It's no, radicalized me as a feminist, and I think that's what Stella's on about. She's been listening to that song. That was the thing. It's just a very tired trope. I'm tired of seeing it. Uh huh. I feel like Demon Slayer is definitely not as bad as other shonens I've read in terms of like mm-hmm. sexualizing the women, but that's because a lot of the times the story's not focusing on them at all. Yeah, like it's not the worst in terms of a shonen, but it's still there. It's still an issue. There's still it's barely still... any female characters who do anything interesting. They still have God. weird shots of Nezuko's legs. They do. There's so many But times. at least it's not there's Naruto. Like, yeah. <laughs> there are times where I'm like, there's so much good potential there, but it's just not fully met. But we'll mm-hmm. get into that more so when we get to the end, I guess. Yeah, Do we want to sure. just um, move on to the next arc? Is there any characters we want to talk about in the beginning? Do you want um, I think the only ones I can kind of think of are maybe the um, the apprentices of the water sword, water breathing. Yeah, they're not that important. This yeah. series has a hundred million characters, <laughs> and so we can't touch on all yeah. of them. If we leave out a character, I'm sorry if that's your favorite character. It just is what it is. Basically, just to summarize, in a sense, you have the demon slayers, and their demon slayers use different types of breathing. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have almost families, but also apprenticeships of um, that uh, teach people different types of breathing. So Tanjiro learns he water breathing. Yeah. He's apprenticed to a water breathing swordsman. He learns water breathing. Basically, his kind of story a bit at the beginning is that he uses he's trained in water breathing but he cannot fully use it properly and then over time he learns an old technique that has gone to the wayside because mm-hmm. a lot of the people who knew how to use it have passed on and were never able to like carry it on which is um sun breathing yeah but we'll get more into that in like the final he also battle. has this weird thing where he can smell stuff really good I don't oh know yeah why. he just has that it's so funny because it's like a thing that he has in the beginning bit and then it kind of fades and then kind of becomes relevant near the end it's relevant because it kind of unites the trio which i liked because zenitsu has really good hearing and you know oh, yeah. can like feel when people are looking oh, at him did you catch right. that yeah you're right no, they have the so it. they have the senses that kind of unite think... them but other than that it doesn't like it comes in handy but i i don't know why I want to say, one of the interesting things I find with just Demon Slayer storytelling is, I like sometimes when they introduce, like, some world-building stuff that, like, has never existed before, it makes no sense, but they're just like, hey, this is a thing now. Yeah. Have you noticed It's like the author has so many genuinely super cool ideas, and you're like, whoa, and it's just spectacle fighting and stuff, and then you're like, how does this relate to anything else? And he's like, I don't know, and you're like, you're right, it's fine. (laughs) And there was like, what was the one thing where it's like, you can tell your ranking because it's like a mark that appears on you, and like when you rank up, if you like clench your fist, it shows or something like that. I have no memory of that because it never comes up again. (laughs) It's like introduced... At the end of, like, the entertainment arc. Cool. Like, that is, which is, what would We're that not be? there yet. Do you want to summarize yeah. for okay. us? The arc with the spider, and then they meet the Hashira. Okay. Three, two, one, go. So the spider arc, basically they're fighting a family of demons on a mountain that are taking down a whole bunch of demon slayers. Uh, they fight, they win, Tanjiro feels sad. He gets taken in by the Hashira, which are kind of, like, the elite version of the demon slayers and, like, the leaders. 
he gets taken to the base where they debate whether or not to kill um, his sister. And, and they don't. They don't. The end. <laughs> 23 seconds. So I'll close. stop stopping you, but you're doing a good job. All right. <laughs> this is kind of the arc where I started to notice the pattern where it was like, anytime somebody's about to die, there's a couple chapters where it just explains their tragic backstory to you. <laughs> and then they die. And it's weird. <laughs> it's weird. It's kind of like, cool story, but what do I do with this? Because now the character is dead and it's not woven in. And it's not like, like the characters can't relate to it because the characters don't see it. Just we as the readers see it. I don't know. Right? Like, <laughs> I don't know how I feel about the storytelling too, in that way. My favorite too is sometimes the characters are like, will do something. And then there's like this narrative box that just like explains to you like the characters yeah. thinking. And it's That's like, so it's weird. so the thing we showed in, like, Battle Shonen especially, is a lot of characters will have, like, they'll say their thoughts, right? Yes, yeah. Classic. Whereas this, instead of it being, like, the character thinking these things, it's just the narrator telling you. Yeah, there's a, that's what I was going to say. It's almost like there's a narrator, which is weird. I've never read a manga with a narrator before. Right? It but has, it'll be like, like, this moment where, and like, And then Tanjiro traveled for three days, and then they came to this village where they did this. And now we're here. <laughs> it's weird. Like, you'll have a moment where, like, a character will swing a sword, and they'll be like, so you see, in this moment, that the character thought that so-and-so was going to happen. It felt like so-and-so, which is why. Yeah. And then it'll go and to, like, the other character. And it's just, it's interesting because it gives more depth to, like, kind of the battle scenes that are happening. It's almost like a commentator mm-hmm. of, like, a sports show. Which is, like... <laughs> yeah. It's so, it's... I don't. Th- I wouldn't necessarily call it good storytelling because it's kind of awkward and clunky. Like yeah. I feel like when you're reading Demon Slayer, you can kind of tell this is the author's first long series yeah, at least. Yeah. But it's kind of charming in a way that I'll accept it that yeah. I won't criticize it for. That was Does that make yeah. Sense? This was around the part where I kind of started to be like, okay, we're not telling kind of an interwoven coherent story, but we're gonna see a lot of cool stuff back to back. So I accept it. See, part of me was also like, I feel like this is the author kind of figuring out how they want, figuring out their own voice in storytelling. So it's like, it's not going to be a masterpiece. It's going to be clunky. It's going to be awkward. But it's like the author kind of figuring themselves out in the work. So why is it the most popular series Shonen Jump has done in like 10 years? (laughs) But I think people kind of connect to that awkwardness, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's I definitely like, a lot of cool moments. Mm-hmm. I, like, I feel like another part of it, too, is because there's, like, actual... The world's interesting. Mm-hmm. The battles are interesting. The battles like, part are so of cool. me, Part of what got me interested in Demon Slayer was it's kind of, like, it has, like, yokai-esque vibes to it, which yeah. is definitely my style like oh the designs are amazing yeah right like the whole like aesthetic of demon slayer is like a big aesthetic that i like Mm -hmm. watching like the first episode or two i was like oh this is my type of story because it's kind of like this subtle horror with battle action sword fighting moments right so i haven't seen the anime would you say it translates better as an anime than as a manga like with the action and stuff kind of yeah yeah i think so I watched the openings to get hyped up mm-hmm. while I was reading it. And See, just seeing the water see. breathing and stuff moving was really cool. Because mm-hmm. I think another thing, too, that Demon Slayer has going for it is that it has a really... Like, the studio is really invested in a good adaptation. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like a good anime adaptation really helps a manga. For sure. So... I also like that the anime is so refined and beautiful and then mm-hmm. some of the art in the manga is just like <laughs> it's really cute it's like funny they'll just he'll just draw them with like little dots for eyes and stuff being like right. oh in the background it's really good yeah anyway what did you think of the hashira i thought they had cool cool very cool designs we don't really get to know them yet but we get they kind were, of an impression they were interesting. of them yeah i like them they were introduced i was like oh i like their designs they, they have very like the way the Hashira are drawn, I feel like you can almost tell their personality from the style they're yeah, drawn in. That's very If that true. makes sense. Yeah. You can kind of, like, see them and, like, know kind of who they are as a character. Which is which good because there's 10,000 characters. But that's so true, yeah. <laughs> there's some really um, interesting ones. I 
I will say, um, because there's some, like, training arcs mixed in, Mm -hmm. I, one thing I do like about Demon Slayer is I found that the training arcs didn't drag. No. And they were interesting. That's the thing, is Mm -hmm. he has so many good ideas. Like, it's really interesting whenever they add more world building. Because I feel like even with, like, the training arcs, it was kind of going into, like, the characters' interpersonal relationships and kind of the mentality that they're in in between these fights Mm -hmm. so you kind of get to know more about the character and like know about more about the world and kind of see their progress from one fight to the next rather than it being kind of like a drag or like a non-existent training arc just to say that there's a training arc before you get into the next big i also like too whenever they get really hurt it's like and then four months later he was healed (laughs) like yep he doesn't heal that fast (laughs) you're right (laughs) It's kind of funny because there are times where I was like, the physics of the world are absolutely wild because there are definitely times where they're like, they get hit and then it's like, oh, this is a severe wound. And then there are other times where it's just like through magical breathing, they're able to heal themselves. And I'm just like, stabbed all the way through the stomach. And then he's like, I can still go. I can still fight. (laughs) It's interesting seeing the battles because there are times where it looks realistic in terms of the effect that the battles have on the body. Where, like, Mm -hmm. if they get injured, there's actual consequences to that injury. Mm -hmm. And then at times, it gets to a point where, like, the physics don't make sense and the author's just making things up to, like, keep the story moving. And you kind of just ride with it. It's, like, a total vibe. I can accept that in Shonen, sometimes people just get stabbed all the way through and then keep going. (laughs) Because there are times when the battle would be, um, like, my eye is crushed and my ribs are broken and I'm not going to last too long. But they they keep on fighting. like, 40 more chapters. (laughs) But yep. you actually don't always see them bounce back from those injuries, and they actually do die. Ooh, they sure do. Speaking <laughs> of which, train arc time. We're just totally jumping over the spider arc. But yeah, train arc. Let's do this. The spider arc was um, boring. Train arc. I don't know if it was boring. <laughs> I don't remember much about it, but I'm sure it was great. Anyway, train arc. Go. So Tanjiro and crew go on a mission to investigate these people who have gone missing on a train. Um, they meet the flame hashira there, and while they're there, they find out that the train is actually a demon that can put people to sleep and enter their dreams, and there are other people trying to kill them in their dreams so they can take over their bodies? Question mark? And then Rengoku dies, and that's it. Yeah. It's so cool. It's so cool. The battle in this is cool as hell. The villain is so cool. I love it. Um... It's so good. It is such a cool it's arc. such a cool idea. The whole dreamscape, going into, like, the individual characters and seeing, like, their dreams and who they are. Yeah. And, like, the concept of the person's core. And then yeah. I think it was, like, Tanjiro's core is, like, a blue sky and it's, like, really pure, which, like, says a lot about who he is as a character. he's just a good boy. Um, this arc did the shonen thing I hate. The thing I hate that when they do it in shonen. Um, where they introduce a character who knows the main character for, like, a day, and then we don't really get to know much about them, and then they kill them off, and then they act like it's the saddest thing that's ever happened, and then the character (laughs) keeps thinking about that character in, like, battles and stuff, and they're like, oh, God, I love my friend Rengoku. He affected me so much, and I just love him. And I'm like, what about your four younger siblings we don't even know the names of? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's kind of (laughs) true. Maybe it's just because I saw, I see so much, like, Demon Slayer merch and stuff is everywhere. And I've seen Rengoku everywhere. And so I see him and I'm like, oh, finally I get to meet this cool character. And then he's there for like one arc. You see his tragic backstory and he dies. And you know he's going to die because you see his tragic backstory. <laughs> the thing is... It drives me crazy. I don't know. I really liked Rengoku as a character. He's got like that older brother vibes. Uh, yeah. It's really interesting though when you say that. Because you think about like when Tanjiro met the Hashira. Rengoku was one of the Hashira who was like voting for nezuko to die was he <laughs> he was he was one of the like was well like in that discussion that the hashira were having they're were, like set we were like no she's a demon she needs to be slayed because eventually she's gonna like kill mm-hmm. humans and like he was one of the ones but he wasn't like the loudest vocalizer i think like the snake guy was probably the loudest about it but, like, he it's has, interesting because he's, like, one yeah. of the ones that at least made the comment of, oh, she's a demon. She needs to be slayed before she kills somebody. But then he's really nice in the end, so it's fine. Yeah. I just was bitter at the end. 
because See, it's I, funny. it wasn't impactful to me at all. It just felt like a cheap <laughs> shot. See, the thing is, is I went into the TV show season knowing he was going to die, and then you see, like, the whole train thing, and then he doesn't die, and it's almost like, um... No, I won't say that because <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Go but on. But you know what I mean, like it's one of those yeah. ones, you know, where like you the whole fan talks about how he dies, right? And then you get to like the end of the story, the epilogue part, and you're like, oh, he isn't dead. Maybe I was lied to, and then he just mm-hmm. dies, and you're like, yeah. oh, yeah, that was a good battle I too. Care. I was unmoved. <laughs> it was a very good battle. I was unmoved because <laughs> I hate when Shonen does that, which I think. Actually, that's one of the things I wish the story had done better is like the bonds between the characters and showing them interacting and stuff. Because when Mm -hmm. you just get their backstory kind of in a side chapter thrown at you, you don't get to see how the characters around are interacting with that. You don't get to see them explaining it in their own words. You don't get to see them Mm -hmm. becoming friends or it's just it's just told to you like and eight months later they were done and they were best friends. And I'm like. I want to see them sitting around a fire hanging out. It's interesting. This falls into more of overall thoughts, but um, I think Demon Slayer is the first shonen battle shonen I've read it that's like 23 volumes long, where I wish there was more volumes. Yeah. I feel like it could have been fleshed out more. I wish there was was more time to breathe, yeah. The thing with some of the arcs, too, after you meet the Hashira, you're kind of like, oh, there's going to be an arc, and each arc like features a member of the Hashira, so you're going to learn about like Mm -hmm. each member as you go. And then it and then hits a it certain <laughs> point where they just shove all of the backstories in, like, one giant battle. And then yeah. you have the battle. And it's, like, it doesn't feel rushed, but it feels like there could have been more breathing room given to the characters. Yeah. You know? It didn't feel like the author was like, oh, I'm just going to finish it. I'm tired of this story. But it did feel as if the author could have taken more time. Yes. This is, okay, this is a completely unfair comparison because Full Metal Alchemist is, like top tier masterpiece but i went into this like oh another sibling story where there's like a big ensemble cast i love those maybe just maybe i can find something that can almost touch full metal alchemist and it didn't come anywhere close because what that author does really well is just weaving everyone's stories together and not mm-hmm. not saying out loud the things that you can pick up on like a third or a fourth reading like oh that's what this character's motivation is or oh i noticed this little thing in the background that's an extra thing and it's like the author of demon slayer feels the need to tell you all of it very like explicitly they just tell like instead of it's like the reader piecing together a character's motivation the author just tells you via the narrator what that character's motivation is yes exactly it's like this character it's made this clunky. choice i don't to this. hate it i don't hate it but it's definitely clunky and it definitely is repetitive it's, after a while yeah it's like i said before it's kind of one where you can tell that this is the author's first long running series mm-hmm. and i feel like once the author kind of gets a better grasp on writing plot and characters and stuff that they'll weave their stories better mm-hmm. does that make sense yeah the author has the potential there's great ideas there really interesting characters world etc yeah for sure the pacing and kind of just like the way of it all tying together is a bit rough which part of it is demon slayer's charm but there's potential for it to be better yeah it's not my personal favorite way of experiencing a story but i know it is for other people like there's a reason marvel movies are so popular people love ensemble Mm -hmm. fights with like quick quips i just like the slow moments where they're all friends which is not not yeah. a common opinion, it feels like. <laughs> I feel like compared to a lot of the other battle shonen that Shonen Jump has put out, it's definitely a new, like a fresh of breath air in comparison. Oh, for sure, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't stretch stuff out. It's not mm-hmm. horrifically misogynist. It doesn't feel like another plot with just a different canvas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's not all just battles on flat ground where everybody's powering up there's like different terrain and mm-hmm. yeah it's it's super cool it's very it's very good like the characters struggle and you definitely have moments where they're like they could very well lose this fight Hmm. yeah that's a thing too because so many people die in this mm-hmm. do you want to talk about the next arc entertainment, entertainment district. district arc ready 
no I, my phone is locked okay wait okay wait <laughs> now i'm ready go okay so entertainment district arc uh tanjiro and ko go to the entertainment district uh to investigate some missing demon slayers who are like the wives of one of the hashira um because there's believed to be a high level ranking demon there and that's 20 seconds yeah they killed the demon they killed the demon this arc was my favorite to laugh at because tengen the hashira it's Mm -hmm. him trying to find his three wives who are like scantily clad and the whole time all i could think about was that tumblr meme about the three weed smoking girlfriends (laughs) he's like yes tanjiro i have to find my wife and yes she smokes weed she smokes a weed bunt (laughs) this is one of those ones where it's like for me it's a very tame arc in terms of what could have been an entertainment district arc Part of me is true. like, how do I explain this to children? <laughs> yeah, that's true, too. Because I'm just like, man, 11-year-olds are reading this. Do they understand what an entertainment district is? And they don't have to. <laughs> they don't have to because it doesn't go into it that much. It's kind of interesting because entertainment district, I think it's very realistic to kind of the struggles of women who work in that, of how they can be taken advantage of, but how... Mm. They're not shamed for it. Like, the narrative doesn't shame the women who no. are part of these houses. That's true. That's good. And I think they're very... It's very realistic on how they get taken advantage of mm-hmm. and how... Have we mentioned, too, this story takes place, like, hundreds of years ago or something? It's... um, I think it would be the Steam era. I don't yeah. know what era that would be called in Japan, but it would be called the Steam era in but it's Western. Good yeah so Um, that's kind of some of it is traditional roles but it's never mm -hmm. kind of it's not kind of saying this is the way it should be it's just historically this is how it is right now which is nice too i think the way the women are represented in this are decent decent that's a good word for it like it's not it's not something that i would like praise as this is a feminist work but it's not something that i would be like this is really really sexist There are flaws to it, but I think it's relatively kind to its female characters, even though there are moments where it fridges its female characters. For sure. I feel like the female characters are given the same amount of depth um, as some of the male characters. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. There's two female Hashira, and Mm -hmm. one of them, her motivation is to find a husband. And it's, like, that's not necessarily a bad thing, except the fact that there's only two of them. Like, Mm -hmm. the story just doesn't have very many female characters. And, like, the ones it has are kind of varied, but it's sad that there's not many of them at all. And they don't show up very much. I kind of want to talk about her in um, the Swordsmith Village arc, because I feel like that's really Yeah, for sure. We will. Just while we're talking about the the women of the series. I feel like, um, what's his... The dude's wives. I feel... I would kind of wish I got more of, from them. They're cool. Like, they're like cool. <laughs> they're cool. They're nice. It was one of those ones, though, where, you know, I would see the hype of it on, like, social media, and then I would read the arc and kind of, like, I kind of need them to be more... They don't really feel totally defined as characters. This, yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's seeing it how popular it is and on social media and stuff. It's You think these characters are going to be so fleshed out, and really it's just a really active fandom that does the fleshing out for you, which yeah. is cool. But also while you're reading it, if you've... It's the hype is, I think, a lot of the, my problems with this series where I was going in like, oh my god, these cool big characters. And then I'm like, oh, Nezuko's actually asleep for most of the entire story. Which is yeah. unfortunate. See, Demon Slayer, I went into it kind of knowing I was going to be let down with Nezuko's arc. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of looking at the other female characters going like, I hope there's at least something relatively decent. And you kind of get that in like the later arcs. You don't really get in the Entertainment District arc, which is kind of unfortunate. Yeah. Because there's potential there, but again, it's never really fleshed out. Yeah. At the end, Tengen leaves to go be with his weed-smoking girlfriends. Shall we talk about the Swordsmith Village arc? I will say, before we close off, I really like the um, the demons' designs and like their powers and how they oh, work. Oh, it was so cool. The one with oh, the ribbons yeah. and they were like trapped at all. Oh. 
And then to have their, like, backstory, and then you kind of see how, like, these demons are, like, sympathetic to a degree. They're very much, like, their environment has made them who they are, but Mm -hmm. they're still responsible for the actions that they've taken. Yeah, it is cool that you see, not just when the good guys die, but also when the demons die, you see kind of their backstory and how they got to that point. And you sympathize for them. And Tanjiro sympathizes for them, too. And that's kind of what sets him apart from the other characters. Mm-hmm. And Tanjiro is very much like, people. I feel sympathetic towards what you've gone through, but what you're doing is still wrong, and therefore you must be punished. Yeah. It's kind of like his whole thing throughout the series, which is kind of something I do agree with, where it's like, I can sympathize with people's struggles, but if you still make a bad decision at the end of the day, then there are still consequences to that mm-hmm. bad decision that you have made. I think what's really cool about Tanjiro as a character, too, is he's so loving and sympathetic, and he sees where people are coming from and everything, and yet he's still, his main character motivation is revenge for his family, right? Yeah. Yeah, Which is interesting. interesting. Yeah. He's not, like, there are times where he's almost consumed by revenge, but he never allows it to completely consume him. Mm Mm-hmm. Which I think is interesting. It's an interesting struggle to watch him go through because whenever he thinks about Muzan, so we haven't talked about him at all. The bad guy. We really uh, haven't. He's a the creator of demons. His blood makes he people made demons. all the demons. Yeah, if he dies, then all the demons die. He's the main dude. He's got his squad of twelve who is who they're trying to kill. They're they're kind of the Hashira's mm-hmm. counterpart. Who but on the bad guy and side. And I think it's like. Is it the top six are, like, the most powerful? There's, like, yeah. the upper six, and then there's, like, the lower six. Bottom six, yeah. It's yeah. cool. It's, it's all so cool. I feel like I just keep saying that. But, yeah, they have also <laughs> really great designs and everything. But, anyway, whenever Tanjiro thinks about that guy, goes after that guy, he gets super angry. And you don't see that anger for any of the other demons he defeats. He always mm-hmm. still has some kind of sympathy for them, right? It's also interesting, going back to, I think it's in the beginning arc, how he, like, actually see- meets Muzin in, like, the really beginning part mm-hmm. before we get into the rest of it, like, to have that confrontation. Yeah. Muzin is a really interesting character because almost every time you see him, <coughs> he... Stella! He looks different. Yeah. Like he's a young child. He's a young adult. He's, he's got um, a fedora on. Sometimes he's a woman or like. Yeah. So that, I that there is definitely something to be said too about a villain who can be anyone. That's always mm-hmm. such a creepy trope. That gets to me. I love it. Yeah. He's a very good villain and it's very <laughs> cool. The It doesn't feel forced and it feels really mm-hmm. interesting watching the main character going to fight him. You feel like Tanjiro deserves it. Everybody has some kind of grudge against him, but ultimately it's got to be Tanjiro versus Muzan, and I mm. just really like it. Okay, Swordsmith Village Arc, Swordsmith right? Village Arc. Let me pull up my time. Okay, go. Uh, so Tanjiro's sword is destroyed after the Entertainment District Arc, so he goes to the Swordsmith Village to get a new sword. While he's there, some of the upper rank demons attack the village and there's a big fight with tanjiro the mist hashima and the love hashira fighting against these demons yep 22 seconds trim it up a bit next time gosh do better um i like the kid i forget his name i like him well the mist guy (laughs) yeah i think it was like he's the youngest hashira i think he's literally like 10 or something He's like, no, he's a little bit older. He's like 13. He's like, yeah, but he's little and he's just very serious and he needs friends and I want to protect him, but he's also really strong. Get into his backstory, which was really well done. Mm hmm. Where he had like an older brother and the older or not an older brother. He had a twin brother. A twin older brother. Yeah. And that brother was kind of like the stronger willed one of the two. And he ends up dying, I think. How does he die again? Does he get, like, hurt by a demon or something? I don't know. It's always a demon that kills them. He gets killed yeah, by a demon. True. He gets killed by a demon. <laughs> we can and then Muge, who is more of, like, weak-willed one, is the one who becomes a swordsman. Mm-hmm. There's a lot yeah. of interesting backstories that I we can like possibly the- highlight. But. <laughs> the swordsmith village arc, I think, is a lot of people's favorite arc. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah. It oh. seems like it. I enjoyed it. I think I like the idea of like the demon who you thought was really weak and then he could like divide himself mm-hmm. into different 
it was based off of um was it characteristics or like sins i don't remember i think it was emotions wasn't it yeah it was like emotions so that was like a really cool one yeah swordsmith village arc i liked there was also a point where i kind of got to it where i'm like okay can we wrap this arc up please <laughs> yes <laughs> i'm surprised when you said it was some people's favorites because this is kind of where they stopped the the every arc is a different hashira and in a different place fighting a different big bad yeah. well we gotta which, learn the mist right before Shira. it got stale which is something that a lot of other shonen jump could have taken mm-hmm. a lesson from i think yeah so we got the Miss Shira's background. We got the Love Shira's background, which I do I like. Conroji. I do I like do. her. It's sad that she wears something with her boobs out, and then yeah. in a side panel, it's like, haha, funny. She was tricked into wearing this. Oh, I didn't see that side panel. Oh, that's oh, a shit. Yeah, but just like looking at her specifically, I did kind of like her as a character. Me too. Because her backstory is kind of like how she wants to be this like feminine, lovable character. And she tried to be the perfect wife, and then she failed because she was too strong. So it was kind of like yeah. she had an attri- a characteristic that is shunned because it doesn't fit into, like, what society expects women to be. So yeah. it's kind of like she wants to fit into that, but she has specific characters that are shunned from it. She's super strong, she has a big appetite, she has weird colorful hair, and she's like, these are the things that make me me, and if I have to change that for a man, then what's the point? But she's still motivated, she wants to find a husband. Like, she still wants to fit into, like, that feminine... Yeah. I mean, she is still small, cute, skinny, conventionally attractive (laughs) anime girl. She is. But, yeah, I like her backstory. I thought it was cute. For me personally, it kind of offset how she was presented in the series because it gave her more depth to her character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. It's not to the point where I would say, like, this is a feminist portrayal, but it's, like, better than what it's I expected it could have been. Yeah, it's getting there. <laughs> yeah, we'll put it that way. Um, mm-hmm. We also get a lot about uh, Genya. Yeah. Who is a guy who did the... who passed the exam at the same time as Tanjiro. He's kind of... came is off as angsty, kind of mean, aggressive. Angie boy. He's, like... The younger brother, one of the the Wind Hashira. Yeah, and um, they have a cool backstory too. Yeah, their backstory their mom is really good. Turned into a demon and killed their family, mm-hmm. and they have to mm-hmm. reckon with that. And his older There's... brother Sonami is the one who's the the Wind Hashira. Wind Hashira, and he's kind of he's really harsh one. to Genya, but also because he's trying to keep him safe. Mm-hmm. And he's he had carries some guilt because he's the one who had to kill his mom and. Mm-hmm. This kind of falls into fridging woman, but it's, I don't know, like, I really feel bad for the mom. Because mm-hmm. their backstory is that, like, the dad was really abusive to the mom, and then the dad dies, so it's finally just, like, the mom and the kids, and they're like, yay, we can live happily, and then the mom turns into a demon and kills a bunch of her kids. Yeah. So I was kind of like, mm, man, that's, like, a really sad, tragic uh-huh. backstory, but it kind of, I don't it's just, it really... It's really sad to read of this poor woman who's abused, is finally is free of her abuser, and then can't have a happy ending. And then I feel like a lot of these backstories are just like, what's the saddest possible life mm-hmm. someone could have? Okay, but like got especially it. <laughs> at the end part two where she has to go to like hell or something because she killed her kids, and then like the yeah. husband appears. I, like that part, I was kind of like. Mm. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. But, like, the- but they don't go to hell anyway. They get reincarnated. Hell isn't real. God's not. <laughs> God's dead. <laughs> we won't jump that far ahead. Um, I uh, do like that a lot of characters' backstories, if you'll notice, have to do with mm-hmm. siblings and their sibling relationships. Sibling relationships. Because it kind of ties back to yeah. Tanjiro and Nezuko and like how much would you do for your family and for your siblings specifically. Not just like- family, but also how like everybody is important to someone. Yeah. And, like, life is valuable. Like, that was a big thing in this series, too, is that part Mm. of its big message is life is valuable no matter how insignificant it may seem. Yeah. But one thing I wanted to say before we had moved on from Genya was I also like how he uses a gun in battle. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Totally breathing, And so he eats demons and becomes a demon, (laughs) which is, he just does his own thing. Just a wild dude. Operating... Uh, he had a really 5, good character arc. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then he dies. 
They all yeah. die. Spoiler alert, everybody dies in the last <laughs> arc, which Al will summarize for us right now. Oh, in 20 God, seconds. okay. You got the whole last arc in the final <laughs> battle, which the final battle... I, I read the so... chapter title. It's like, oh, the final battle is starting. And I'm like, dude, we still have like seven volumes. Like that's like a third of the series. No, it is fully a third of the series. It's just the final battle. And it doesn't get right. old, which is interesting. I thought it was cool the whole right. time. Okay. Anyway. So last go. bit, basically after the fight at the swordsmith. Oh, Nezuko is able to walk in the sun. That's yeah, really important. She, she got better. Um, They have training where they go to like the different Hashira to get training. Muzzin finds the location of the leader of the Demon Slayers. It turns out to be a trap. They trap Muzin with the help of Tamayo, the Demon Lady they met in the beginning. Um, all the Demon Slayers go into like this giant house lair thing that they've trapped Muzin in. And they fight all of like, the upper-ranked demons. And it's like a set of battles against each one and into the backstories of all the characters we haven't gotten the backstories of yet. There's a big fight with Mosin. Uh, Tanjiro almost becomes a demon. He doesn't. They win. The end. There's a f- flash forward. Yeah. We'll talk about that later. That's something else. Okay, that go. That's 50 seconds. Look at... Okay, but that's okay because it's a really, really long arc. That was like um, seven volumes I If summarized. you're wondering who dies in this, just picture a character. They're dead. <laughs> that character's dead. Um, so our main trio and Nezuko survive. And then two of the Hashira survive and everybody else dies. Yeah. Going into the final, yeah, the final battle, it's like seven volumes long. We skipped a lot of stuff that happened, but mm-hmm. whatever. I, I going into it, I thought I had the, I had the excitement. I had the chills. <laughs> I must say, I didn't bond with any of the characters in this as much as I usually like to in stories mm-hmm. that I enjoy a lot, but I it still was- enjoyed the action and stuff. And the part where the, the guy who's like the leader of the demon slayers is mm-hmm. talking to Muzan like, they've got their eyes on you and they're coming for you and it shows all the Hashira like looking straight at the reader. I was like, yeah, hell yeah. Oh, that was so <laughs> they're good. coming for you. It was great. Yeah, so some of the final battle stuff. We get uh, the demon who killed Rengoku, his big fight, which was really good going into mm-hmm. his backstory. Um, what was the one where... His backstory was crazy, man. Yeah, and then they like, they cut off his head and he, like, tries to regenerate, and he almost succeeds, but then he's kind of like, I'm tired of being a demon, and just admits his defeat and yeah. dies. Like, because he thinks so about his his dead wife. Mm-hmm. So many fridging wife. a woman. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, there's fridging of everybody, to be oh, fair. Oh, yeah. It's just that all the characters are straight men, so the women are the ones who they Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the cult leader fight guy oh my okay i have a lot to say about this <laughs> i have a lot to say about this oh man basically saw... yeah okay can i talk about shinobu love of my life precious special fantastic character shinobu mm-hmm. is the insect hashira so she has mm-hmm. like a butterfly aesthetic and she's always acting happy and fun and secretly she's not like that and that's exhausting to her but she does it because her sister died and was killed by one of the upper rank mm-hmm. demons and her sister was actually super like that and perky and she's saying oh i always love your smiling face shinobu and so shinobu lives with this immense guilt of trying to avenge her sister's death and trying to carry on her sister's legacy and do what her sister would have wanted but she's so cool and strong and smart in her own right she's badass I mean, she's the one that like chemistry helps create person. the poison to have, like help mm-hmm. stop Muzin. oh she's yeah so, so how she fights is by using poison until mm-hmm. the demons die which is a way that you didn't even know you could kill demons with poison but shinobu <laughs> can do it and then they also have this third kind of adopted younger sister who had a really bad tragic backstory and then is still kind of learning how to be her own person mm-hmm. um decides things with a coin flip she I don't like that she was changed because she fell in love with Tanjiro after they had one conversation, <laughs> uh, but that happened. And there then, was one of those ones where she was kind of like there, and I expected more of a character, but she didn't appear, no. and then she appears in this like arc, and I was like super excited because she's... Okay, so Shinobu meets the demon that killed mm-hmm. her sister. She fights him. He ends up like consuming her, absorbing her? her back brutally, and then eats her because his thing is he's well, he's a he's a cult leader. B he's really creepy about women, and he loves the way women taste, and he wants to eat all the women. Oh, he's so creepy. 
which is yeah. cool. It's really there was so much feminist potential in this battle because it's like the women against him, right? Right, and then you have um, oh, what's her revenge. name? It's like Cano, something like that. Cano, yeah, Cano, yeah. So she like she appears and she's like finds out that he's like consumed Shinobu and she's like fighting him and she's doing really well. Like she's struggling because he's yeah. like what? He's like rank two, I think. And she deserved, she deserved to get that revenge so bad for both right? of her older sisters. Right, And like, then you find out good... that Shinobu planned it. I'm, I'm waving my hands in the air right now because this was cool. So right? cool. Shinobu planned it. Shinobu had been secretly doing like a Wesley from Princess Bride and consuming poison oh, so that so her whole body was poisonous. And then she, he, so that when he eats her, he would slowly like be incapacitated and die. And right? then they, she had this plan with Kanao the whole time to beat him. And then... And then you know, and no comes, comes in, and then it and becomes all about him. <laughs> he co-ops their backstory. It drives me crazy. He comes it up, and it so becomes sad. all about him, and then we get his tragic backstory, which it once again features mom, a dead mom. Yeah, was, his mom was taken in by the cult, and he's like, "Oh, my mom, she was I didn't know. His How dare you?" Father. And it's like, can this girl just get revenge for her sisters, which is what she's been trying to do this right? whole series, and she's the coolest it's like, character. Like, it's nice that we get his back background and Give like i wouldn't have another mind. demon to kill Give like, I wouldn't have mind a different Inosuke, like, demon i'm shaking my desk i'm so passionate about this the thing fight. is okay the thing is is i wouldn't have mind inoskate to like be a part of the fight no but yeah, i did exactly. like how it became all about him uh-huh. and his revenge for the death of his mother exactly yes <sighs> that it was it was like such I a good i would have been okay up. with inoskate uh, being there to support her and like right? they fight together and, like, she kind yeah, no. of... They both work together to get the finishing blow. So, it's like, he doesn't completely take over it. But, like, at the same time, he kind of does. Yeah. I was just so excited to see them get revenge. Because that's, like, her whole character. She's actually, like, a character who's super deep without you having to just see mm-hmm. her tragic backstory, right? You know from the beginning that she's struggling with something. That she lost someone. That she's, like, not... She's playing her cards kind of close to her chest. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. it all gets oh, thrown she, away. Yeah, it was still a cool fight. Yeah, I still liked it. Um, but yeah, wasted. What was potential. another one? Uh, so the other one was against rank number one, which is like oh, the yeah, twin cool. brother of the guy who invented sun breathing and essentially created. This did, was hundreds of years ago. Yeah, like hundreds of years ago, the guy created sun breathing. So you find out Tanjiro is a descendant of a, what are they? They're like a charcoal seller who was friends with the guy who invented sun breathing. And that's how Tanjiro kind of learned sun breathing is because his dad Mm -hmm. did this dance, which was the forms of sun breathing, which had been passed down from the family because the original ascendant... What you said before about how mm-hmm. life is important and you're important to people. Because his mm. thing was that the original creator, his thing is that his family died and he felt like he had no purpose. But then his friend passed mm-hmm. on his legacy, right? Yeah. 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 So that there's that fight. And it's really interesting because it's him against really the missed Hashira, who is also a twin who is kind of carrying on his brother's legacy back forth. There's oh, cool so stuff true. going on there. Oh, you're, that's so true. And then you have, an, the combined with that, you also have uh, Genya and his brother who oh kind of make up and have their whole story thing before Genya dies. Oh Genya dies. Genya's and like then, cut yeah. in half and just like magically is Sonami, able to survive. The brother does not die. <laughs> Sonami and. Um, guy the, from the, the beginning the water the water guy Hashira. i like him everybody yeah. wears his cool sweater because he has a cool sweater yeah <laughs> that's like a um, cool piece of merch but they're the only two who survive yeah so that was like a really good fight too i think after that it's just mizzen which was a really good fight that was he turns cool. into a giant baby at one point which is kind yeah, of that interesting was weird that was weird <laughs> but uh the um, fact that it's not a fight where they're trying to kill him they're just trying to stall him until and they're just until the sun comes up yeah, yeah. that was so yeah. cool. and it's like exhausting like you can see how tired and beaten up and they if you're are. wondering where nezuko is during this time she's asleep yep. <laughs> she's yeah she's like entirely asleep she appears to she appears near like the end after they defeat muzin and then tanjiro almost becomes a demon because 
something with Muzzin inside of him is going on. I don't know. There was some really cool imagery with that stuff, though. It was, yeah. Where the where it's like Nezuko pulling him out of, and there's mm-hmm. like flower petals. There's a lot of when the Hashira died too. There's like flower petals, and yeah. it shows them going to see their families yeah. beyond, which is nice. And again, it really hits the themes of what the manga is trying to say with how life is important and um you are a product of your environment but you mm-hmm. still have to take responsibility for the choices you make yeah regardless yeah uh so nezuko like appears near the end uh tanjiro stops himself from becoming a demon which i think is like a really interesting tie-in because you have like the beginning where like tanjiro is human nezuko's become a demon and then he like his sibling love and humanity for his sister kind of prevents her from totally going into, like, the chaotic demon will kill people type thing. Yeah. And then you have the ending where Nezuko has now become human again and Tanjiro is turning into a demon and it's kind of, like, mm-hmm. losing himself to that demon's side and his, and like, Nezuko their relationship is what prevents him from totally giving up yeah. and so there's like and she does cool... the same thing she does the same thing he did for her where she's like mm-hmm. trying to physically hold him back and mm-hmm. he's attacking her a little bit and she's and but he's not gonna kill her yeah so it there's like some cool like the story coming into a circle with like the ending of it yeah my thoughts do we do i want to summarize the epilogue before we go into tying it to the phantom battle um i have two you things about the very okay. end there go for uh, it one, they all get heterosexual married to the first girl that talks to them after the final battle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Including uh, Nezuko and Zenitsu, which is disappointing because oh, Zenitsu just God, spends the whole I series like being a simp for Nezuko. And I'm like, why would she possibly be interested in him? Uh. And then two, okay, yeah, I am too. worried about Sanami and Gyu losing their jobs. They are not even 20. Do they have an RRSP? How are they going to... <laughs> Are they going to be able to get rehired? Is somebody going... There's nobody left to be a reference for them on their resume. Everybody's dead. What are they going to do? I hope they're okay. Yeah. Let's talk about the epilogue. Epilogue. Summary? It was unnecessary. It's a modern version AU. The end. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Oh, my I do gosh. like... Okay, it goes into the idea of rebirth and suffering yeah. in one life and then in the next life having kind of a break, right? Like, yeah. everybody's kind of... It's like they've like in the Steam era they've oh. defeated the demons and that's why there aren't any demons in the modern world and everybody lives happily. And the thing is, is that I didn't entirely hate the epilogue, but I would have preferred the epilogue more as like a fun bonus episode rather than like tying it mm. into the story. Because yeah. if it was some like the author was like, oh, I just wanted to write the characters as a modern AU, I was like, yeah, yeah. okay, because like <laughs> there's potential there, you know. You got Tanjiro character and Ren Goku are like classmates that have like really similar vibes and are just buddies going to class and you have like these weird dynamics and stuff it could be fun tying it into like the story and me looking at that part (laughs) just like the arc of the story doesn't work no should have been cut goodbye i mean it just felt like a crash after a high (laughs) <laughs> they did talk about rebirth and stuff a little bit in the ending. If they if they talked about it more throughout the series, then maybe it could have been more justified. Even though they talked about rebirth in the series, I don't think I really needed that. Like, I don't think it really added much to that theme. They do a little thing after the end where they show all the characters talking and then say, yeah, I know. Like, but like, I is great. I liked that ending. They could have just, yeah, done that. But like, I would have preferred that more as like a the ending before that epilogue where they're like going to the graves and it's the surviving that was good yeah that was where nezuko and tanjiro see their family and they both kind of turn and they're like oh right like for me i think that was like a good note to leave the series off on Mm, and then you get this epilogue and it feels tacked on that's true yeah i could have taken it as a bonus episode as an epilogue no thank you yeah Um, agreed no i agree with you now I'm putting it in the trash. <laughs> okay. Okay. Overall thoughts on the series. Wait, let's guess each other's favorite characters. Okay. I think yours is... Tanjiro. No. No? I feel like mine's kind of random, but I feel like it's if you know my It's not fair because there's types... 700 characters. Is it? Okay, give me a hint. He's like a really random side character that only what? pops up. 
this isn't fair. Is it the 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 demon guy who was friends with the girl? You know, the good demon. Temoyo? Yeah. Is the girl demon? Yeah, it's that guy. Yeah! Oh my god, I know you so well! <laughs> Look at how well I know you. You're like random side character, and I'm like scanning them all in my head. Like, which one's else? It's this guy. You don't even know his name, and he's your favorite character? I know his name, I just forget it right now. But yeah. Yeah, I can see that. He just fits that type of character that I like. Yep. He's a cool dude. Um, He obsessively paints... Tomio for the rest of his that life. That part I wasn't a big fan of, but like, yeah. <laughs> it's sad that he's the only demon and he has to live forever while everybody else dies. Yeah. Because yeah. he was the demon that was made by Tomio and everybody else was made by Muzan. So when Muzan died, all of the demons died except for him. And then for some reason, sad. even though Tomio made him and she died, he doesn't die either. So Wait, that's true. <laughs> wait, hold on. Wait, what? Hold on. Hold on. I tell you, like, this series sense. defies its own logic sometimes. It just is what it is. That. What? <laughs> anyway, he's alive. It's fine. I thought it was kind of weird at the end. Tanjiro was like, hey, you have to live. And I was like, okay, you can say that as somebody with a lifespan. That's not really <laughs> fair to say to him. You, you, like, 10 seconds ago, you were telling Muzan that immortality would suck. And now you're telling this immortal guy he has to live. That's kind of unfair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's like, you gotta live and carry on her memory, which, like, I get, but at the same time, like, come on, dude, you're, you're gonna have a lifespan, you're gonna die eventually, this guy's just, just living forever. Uh-huh. Uh. Whatever. Who's my favorite character? Is it Nosuke? No. It's no. someone else I was feral about. Uh, uh Shinobu? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's so oh. cool. She's so cool. <laughs> she is cool. She's a fun character. Every time she was on screen, I was like, yeah, get him, Shinobu. Oh, anyway. So we were talking about random pairings. There was like this really random pairing that you probably won't like because it's really random out of the blue pop-up. But I saw it. I was like, man, this is random. But fleshed out, it could have worked. And that uh-huh. is um, the love Hashira and the, the snake guy. I really liked them too. Right? No, I liked them. So, like, we don't see a lot of the snake guy. Like, I kind of wish we had gotten His more of His backstory was one of the ones that really affected me. It was very right? good. He was kept in a prison because he was mm-hmm. a boy family, and then they were feeding the babies to this snake demon. They were, like, part of a cult where the family would basically feed their boy babies to this snake demon. And then the snake demon took a liking to him and then cut his mouth so that it looked yeah. similar to hers. And, like, he got to a certain age where he finally escaped. So his whole thing is, like, how... He's been, um, what do you call that? Um, disfigured? Yeah. So he has, like, a hang-up about his And he's got so looks. much rage against the demons. That's why he wants right? to kill them is because, which is, it's, so you have, it's like, kind of exploitative in a way for that mm-hmm. guy to, like, take these children who have so much rage about demons and just be like, okay, go risk your life now because but you're the thing an is, child. See, the thing is, too, though, is that we don't really talk about the leader of the demon slayer, but, like, the thing with him, too, is that like he's him. aware of that. Yeah. And he kills his own children and wife, which is yeah. great. He's not a good and dude. Himself. It's interesting. Like, he's a morally gray kind of character. He, yeah, he's an interesting character. We, we probably could have gone, gone into more depth about him, but we didn't, so we're going to be moving on. Yeah. Okay, no <laughs> and, way. I'm just going to um, say my favorite thing about um, Igoro and Kanroji is they have a panel that's like a between chapters panel that's like Igoro when he first started the Demon Slayers and he's still kind of scared of women and stuff. And then Kanroji just comes up to him and starts talking to him about her cats. And it's just <laughs> arrows pointing to both of them. And it's like, just met her and already knows everything about her cats. Won't shut up about her cats or something like that. <laughs> and it made me so happy because that's how I make friends too. <laughs> it's so good because you have like her where she's uh wants to fit into like the feminine ideal but she has like characteristics that prevent her from doing so and then you have him who has been disfigured so he's got that whole hang-up thing and they have a crush on each other and it's cute Mm -hmm. it's cute dang it it's cute (laughs) like it's so random out of the blue because it was like like you don't see much about his character and then the final battle he's like i can't die until i confess my love to her and you're like wait you like her too and i was like oh wait this could be a cute chip it's too late they're both dead (laughs) they die in each other's arms yeah they sure do and then in the future episode they open up a restaurant together they're like reincarnations it was cute dang it it was cute they have lots of children apparently (laughs) anyway overall thoughts overall i liked it I liked yeah. it a lot. I think 
It was clunky in a lot of ways, but I think it has a lot of heart. Yeah, I think this is like my first battle shonen that I've liked in a good while. Like I'm trying mm-hmm. to think of the last battle battle shonen I liked because I used to read it a lot of battle a lot sh- of things that battle shonen usually do wrong. Yeah, I read a lot Not of battle shonen when I was but... in middle school. I like there was a point where I just got tired of it because it got really like repetitive, and I could see the tropes coming from a mile. You know. Yep. But yeah. this one was fresh enough, and I liked it. Mm-hmm. It's been a while since I've liked a battle shonen this much yeah i have my gripes but yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> good stuff okay ready here what in the next month of the month what are we doing yeah what are we doing for June? So, oh it's your birthday it is my Did birthday Did you pick a special present for yourself <laughs> so i thought i was thinking we were going to do this one but then i was like you know what that series is going to be a really heavy discussion and I feel like we've had a lot of, like, heavy discussions with our episodes this year so far. I kind of want to take, like, a chill break from that. Sure. So we're going to put that series on a pause for a bit and come back to it later. So I finally decided, let's do the chill one and read uh, Natsumi's Book of Friends. <gasps> oh my god, another really long one. I'm excited. But we're is, not going to read it all of it. No, it's not finished. Okay, so it's what like are we reading? 20, I think, I'm thinking we're going to read at least the first seven Okay. Seven sound good? Maybe five. What do you think? Five or seven? Well, let's wrap up an arc. When There's no I'll arcs. In... A... No arcs. The, okay. The thing with Natsumi's Book of Friends is they're all, um, what do you call it? They're like collections of short stories. Okay. So there's not really any like major arcs in it. Okay, let's do it. Do you want to do five or seven? Why seven? Seven's my lucky number. Okay. Well, and it's your birthday, so we'll do your lucky number for your birthday. We'll read seven volumes of Natsumi's Book of Friends. And yeah. we'll have a great time doing it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's exciting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yay. Um, do you want to talk about our social media? I feel like we never mentioned it in our outro. <laughs> we have a Twitter. Follow us. Al knows everything about manga Twitter. Yeah, so our at is just Behold Manga. Nice. Follow us at Behold Manga on Twitter. I never use Twitter. <laughs> Al's a Twitter expert. Anyway. Our theme music is Strawberry Flavor Love by Daystar. And as always, stop. Stop. You're reading, reading in the wrong, in the wrong direction. direction.